BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. This is Molly. And I'm Kristen. Kristen, here's a question for you. All right. How about you tell us all the top three traits you look for in a mate? Ooh, okay. Um... I guess they're pretty typical. Uh, and by the way, Molly did not prep me for this question. So that's why she might be taking a moment. Yeah, this is just off the top of my head. I gotta say, physically, I like a strong jawline. Okay. <laughs> I do. And a sense of humor mm-hmm. is good. Okay. Someone to make me laugh. Gotcha. So I, so I'll stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> and third. Oh God, I don't know. Uh, tall. I'm okay. a pretty tall person and I, would like for my mate to be taller than I am when I am wearing heels like nice. once a year. That's a pretty reasonable list. Yeah. Do you <laughs> know what? It sounds pretty superficial, but uh, that's off the top of my head. Do you know what I look for? What, Molly? Someone who's free of parasites. That's wise of you. I think so. Yeah, because, you know, once you go in for the first kiss, you don't want a little parasite to, to jump on. I know. I don't want to ruin because... the moment. Exactly. And the reason I have parasites on my mind is there's this new show on Animal Planet, Monsters Inside Me. It's all about parasites. It's about how they get in us, get on us. And it's just got me thinking that I want to live a parasite-free lifestyle, and I want my mate to do the same as well. But did you know that parasites may be the reason why we don't have body hair? Well, yes, Molly, I do. It's one of the newest theories, I believe, in this whole question of why humans are so hairless. We might not think of ourselves as being hairless when we have to shave our legs and shave our beards and et cetera, et cetera. But compared to other mammals, we are quite bare. Yes, very few mammals have as little hair as us. And the ones that do are mainly aquatic creatures like a hippopotamus. Mm -hmm. They go into the water. So, you know, they don't need to be having hair. It's not very good for swimming. Right. And you've got elephants who are also pretty hairless and their big floppy ears help cool them off as well. Yeah. They live in hot climates. Mm -hmm. 
Now, both of those reasons, water and temperature, relate to sort of the predominant theories as to why we're hairless. Because basically, before this parasite theory came along, there were two other schools of thought as to why humans don't have hair. One was that, and this is my favorite phrase of the week, one was is that we were at one time water-dwelling apes. Like early humans might have been sort of semi-aquatic, and so when we were semi-aquatic, water-dwelling apes, we uh, lost the body hair. Right, we wouldn't need it, need the fur to insulate us because we were in the water and could cool off. Is that is that what? Well, it was just it was about? just bad for swimming. Ah, it holds you back. It's like when swimmers shave their legs so they right. can go faster. And in exchange for getting rid of the fur, if we were, what was your favorite phrase? Water dwelling. Water dwelling apes. Oh, Kristen, you water dwelling ape. Um, <laughs> That's how I would use it. That's the context. Oh, no, thank you, thank you for putting that in context. Um, but I think, in, in, according to that theory, uh, since we lost the fur, we got body fat. Instead, to help insulate us and to make us more buoyant. Mm. The other theory goes along with what you were talking about with elephants, in that if you live in a hot temperature, you don't need all this hair, like, heating you up. Right. If I am going on a trip to the beach, I'm not going to pack my... Your your furry suit? My my fur suit. (laughs) I'm going to leave it at home. So my other fur suit. (laughs) So the theory is, is that if we lived on the African savanna, as it's believed the early humans did, we wouldn't have need that needed that much hair. And additionally, when we started walking upright, our backs weren't exposed to the hot sun, so we didn't need as much protection from the sun. Right. And I think that uh, all of this is pointing to a little little word called thermoregulation. Yes. Our ability to, as warm-blooded animals, to regulate our own body temperature internally, maintain that 98.6 degrees inside. Mm-hmm. Sweating also helps with that. Mm-hmm. Sweating and cooling. So those were sort of the two main theories you might have learned in school as to why humans didn't have as much body hair. But then in 2003, Kristen, we had some guys come along to blow our minds. Yes, I believe you're referring to a Dr. Mark Pagel and his colleague... Walter Bodmer. Thank you. They published a paper in the Proceedings of Royal Society in 2003, positing that... As humans evolved, we had all this, you know, we had our fur, like mm-hmm. our, our furry ape, suits, our furry suits, um, like other primates. And since parasites thrive more in, in the fur, in the furry environment, we gradually shed our fur in order to lose the parasites, get rid of all those parasites and the, more importantly, the diseases that they carry along with them. Yeah, because traditionally, you know, species die out because parasites give them disease. And when you think about how the plague spread with like these little fleas, possibly, you know, you don't really want to be carrying around a magnet for for little bugs. Right. And they were saying that uh, around the same time that humans started living in shelters and started wearing clothes, uh that corresponded with with this whole furlessness evolution. Yeah, the clothes helped because while, you know, a parasite can get on like a shirt, you can change your shirt and you can wash it and you can get rid of the parasites. Whereas if it's in your fur, that's just it's just bad news bears. Right. And according to this parasite theory, uh, as humans eventually lost their fur, it became a part of entire like sexual selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the people who were the least hairy were more attractive because they seemed healthier because they wouldn't have had as many parasites. So you would be more inclined to want to mate with them. Yeah, you can get all up close because they don't have any things in their fur. No nits. No nits. No nits to pick out. And this might also explain why women 
are generally less hairy than men, right? Yeah, because in our species, males can be choosier, basically. And so they, when they started picking these females that didn't have as much body hair, then hairlessness became a more attractive trait. Right. And hairlessness is also related to, or body hair is related to testosterone, which Mm -hmm. is a predominantly male hormone. So for men, a little bit more body hair might be a sign of virility. And for women, the more bare you are, might be just more inherent sign of femininity. Yeah. And so they think that this... Parasite theory kind of explains why women have less body hair overall, but they also cover something that previous theories of uh, hairlessness didn't cover, and that was the pubic hair. Okay. Everyone's favorite hair, I guess. Well, we've got, we did evolve to be bare, except for three main areas, obviously. Mm-hmm. The pubic hair, as, as you mentioned, and our underarms, mm-hmm. and our head. So the parasite theory explains pubic hair in a way that the other two theories don't because uh, the thinking is is that pubic hair still serves a purpose in sexual attraction, mm-hmm. that there's a high concentration of sweat glands down there. And so when we sweat, it gets sort of caught in the hairs and this sort of helps us uh, release and hold these pheromones that are attractive to potential mates. Right. And the same thing goes for the underarm hair. Mm-hmm. It's a high concentration of sweat glands as anyone who's been incredibly nervous before a meeting or stuck outside on a hot day knows you know, you're going to get the, the underarm pit stains, which are really pleasant. But like the uh, like the pubic hair, that's also the, the underarm hair down there could also be a, uh, a wafting pheromone machine mm-hmm. to also attract mates. Although I don't know if uh, my BO on a hot day is, is you know, come on. But but the thing about it is, is that we've probably been trained by society to think that it's not. You know, there are plenty of cultures where, you don't shave your underarm hair and they mm-hmm. still get together just fine. So why are we so obsessed with this hairlessness when, you know, nature has given us hair in certain places? Right. There was a, an article that came out in The Economist about this whole human evolution towards being more bare. And it's talking about this whole phenomenon of women waxing their whole bodies and men too, waxing and shaving and depilatory creams and all the things that we do might just be this ingrained, like evolutionary urge to be as bare as possible. Yeah, and it might all go back to the parasites. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to this original question that we had of what do parasites and razor burn have in common? We know now that according to this parasite theory that they may be the cause for us losing our quote unquote fur, mm-hmm. you know, and also the the inner drive for us keeping ourselves shaven is to, to look healthy to a potential mates. Mm-hmm. But let's go into this razor burn thing, because you brought up a good point about other cultures, for instance, not shaving their underarms and uh, how we might be more uh, trained by society to shave. Yeah, I was looking at um, the history of shaving, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty fascinating. From the beginning of time, you know, even though we lost the fur, people were still kind of obsessed with taking the rest of the hair they had off. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 4000 BC, women were making these sort of homemade uh, creams to get their hair off, and they would have ingredients like arsenic. So that's not good. I know. Um, But it's just kind of developed through time. Like I know for men, Alexander the Great was a very very big pioneer in being completely shaven because he hated to go into battle with any facial hair at all. Um, And then the underarm thing is really sort of a U.S. phenomenon that happened during World War I. When a shaving company put an ad in a woman's magazine, mm-hmm. it had a woman wearing, you know, a sleeveless dress and she had her arms up and you could see her bare underarms. And the whole campaign was designed to teach women that underarm hair was unhygienic and that it was unfeminine. 
And as a result, uh, razor sales went through the roof. I mean, it's much like we were discussing uh, with diamonds in our diamonds podcast is basically women have been trained by marketing executives to think that something is either good or bad. In this case, the underarm hair is bad. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of all of this shaving, um, you know, women complain a lot about having, you know, if they shave their legs, like men don't know what we have to go through. Mm-hmm. We're shaving like half of our bodies. But one interesting thing that I found out about shaving is that men actually might have it worse than oh, women. That can't be possible, Okay, Kristen. because according to this article in The Economist, even though... The legs and the underarms are about nine times more surface area than men's facial areas. Mm-hmm. There's actually just as many hair follicles in in both the facial area and and the legs and arms. And they're denser. The men's facial hair is denser and grows faster. So while we may have more territory to cover, they have just as much hair to get rid of. Wow. Yeah. That's a good factoid. Mm-hmm. And um, men spend, I think it is 33 days of their life just shaving their beards. Wow. On average. Think about that the next time you shave. Mm-hmm. But I do have one thing to share. Okay. Is, uh, you know, it might be a little bit more culturally acceptable for a guy to walk around with a beard. As we were saying, hair of all types can play a role in sexual attraction. Mm-hmm. And beards and mustaches definitely do it for some ladies. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen a guy shave with sandpaper? Not that I know of, no. No, I mean, I, that was sort of a dumb way to ask the question. But did you know that in World War II, when there was no metal left because they sent it off to the war, uh, women shaved their legs with sandpaper? Oh, man. We just buffed our buffed our hair down? Yeah. Well, That's thank- how obsessed <laughs> we are with being hairless. Thanks, parasites. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, parasites and ticks. But, you know, I'm clean. That, sandpaper or fur, take your pick. I guess I'm, I guess I'm good with where I am. Yeah. Furless like a rhino. Mm-hmm. Or Molly, to throw it back to your phrase of the week, hairless like a water-dwelling ape. Nice, Kristen. That one was for you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if water-dwelling ape doesn't float your boat, maybe learning more about parasites and razor burn would. Mmm. Yum. And if you want to get really grossed out about parasites, don't forget to check out Monsters Inside Me on Animal Planet on Wednesdays at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And Pacific. And if you want to learn more about parasites, Krista and I have both been writing about them on our blog, How To Stuff. So if you have any parasite knowledge, anecdotes to share, head on over there and leave us your comments at How To Stuff. It's on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.